break up your fallow grounds. And I believe God, that's what the Lord is speaking to us now. And uh, to the church and uh, to your nation and to our nation and to many of our lives. Break up your fallow grounds. And the uh, Ecclesiastes 8 and 5 and 6 says, The wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. For there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. We have different times in our lives. It can be, you know, we, we can just uh, be changed in our age. You know, you just grow up and you come from childhood to uh, adulthood and then, then you're a senior. Uh, you can go from, uh, you know, you can, you can experience social changes. You can get married or you can get a new child, you know, and it's always a change and a challenge. Um, it, can be, uh, it can be, you know, something, you, you change in your activity. You, maybe you're getting a new job or you're getting into ministry or God changes something in, in what you do. Uh, it, it may be dramatic, you know, you may lose, uh, you may lose so- someone in your life, you know, your child or your spouse, or um, maybe you came through divorce and it changes your life dramatically. Maybe you, maybe you, 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 you um, happen to have accident, you know, and it, you're handicapped now, so what to do? Your life changes, it, it, it affects your life. So there are some changes and transitions in our life, and I see, and I as I, you know, uh, coming myself through different periods in my life or seeing people going through different seasons in their life, you can see um, some principles, how we can understand that and how we can go through transitions. And um, if you live your life longer than 20, 30 years, you know, you, you, you understand what, I, what I'm saying about. And uh, that's so, so and Ecclesiastes says there is a wisdom, wisdom and procedure for every uh, time. For every period of time, you've got to have procedure. You've got to understand the status, you know, statute, God's statute for, for decree for that time. And if you're wise, there, it takes wisdom to understand that and uh, to uh, apply that in, uh, to, for, uh, for your life. And if you will, um, oftentimes people hit something in their life and uh, not knowing how to face it, not knowing how to come through this crossroad, uh, come through this transition, we may, may make a wrong turn or go in cycle. You know, like uh, people of Israel, they approached the promised land at, when they just left the Egypt. It, it was like two or three weeks journey just to get to the promised land. And they, they were very close and they, they sent spies, you know, and they, they came back, brought report. You know, this land is prepared for us. Here's a good, good fruit. You know, we are ready. God will give it to us. But they heard to another message. So, instead of entering into a new level, new, you know, new area in their new season in their life, new, new uh, a phase of their life, uh, and, their, and, you know, of uh, their destiny, I- instead of that, they made a wrong turn and went into a circle. And they circled for 40 years un- until they died. So, uh, I, and I, I've, seen, I've seen both. I've seen people making successful transitions and making unsuccessful transitions and making wrong turns and in our lives you know you maybe you have done some wrong choices or wrong wrong turns and you feel like you're going down in your life not up but God wants to change that and God wants us to equip today with some nuggets of wisdom how to proceed successfully in our lives if you would like to to receive that so first of all first of all that's what I want to assure you with God is leading us into something good and, um, and the best for us. His future for us is good. 
Jeremiah, and Pastor was reading that scripture today, and I believe it was prophetic. Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, for I know the plans I have for you. Say, God have, has his plans for me. Uh, uh, you know, you, you didn't persuade me. <laughs> Say, God has his plans for me. And they are good. Hallelujah. And he says, declares the Lord. He just establishes that. He declares the plan, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God does not plan to harm you. God does not plan to harm you. You hear? God does not plan to harm you. He says, I am planning to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. When, he, when he's looking at you, thinking about you, he's dreaming about you, he's, you know, he's planning about you, and he's not, not just planning the trap for you, or a hole you know, in, in the road that you would fall into. He does not plan your wrong choices. He knows that you may, to, may make a wrong choice, but that's not his plan for you. He's planning, his plans are for good and to give you a hope and a future. Amen. And if, there is no time to, for us to go deep into that scripture. But if you will research the, the meaning of the words, it, it means basically this is a, the picture that God is craftily, very, very thoughtfully designs uh, his intentions for you. He, it's like he's just you know, making a fabric and he just you know, making a very, very nice ornament and he's thinking diligently about you and every little detail he's thinking through. And he's giving you hope and future. And those words hope and future, hope means like a thick rope that which just connects you to your future. God gives you assurance. He says, I am thinking about you. I declare that I have good plans for you. So you've got to uh, rely on that and hope on me, in me and trust in me. And that will bring you to your future, your outcome, your legacy, you know, your inheritance that you will pass on to the next generations. You've got to understand and trust me that I have good plans for you. Those words were spoken over the children of Israel when they were in captivity in Babylon. And for 70 years, hello, they, they lost their homeland, temple, you know, place where they, they were sacrificing the Lord, seeking his face. They were taken from their land without nothing, you know, and they were left captive in the foreign land. And God, in that circumstance, God speaks to them, I have good plans for you. And so he is encouraging you, regardless what, what are you coming through, he has good plans and intentions for you. Amen. Amen. And so you've got to perceive God in the right way. He is for you, not against you. And if you're facing, when you approach your crossroad, when you approach your some time of change or transition or challenge in your life, you've got to have right perspective of the Lord. Amen. So how we can go through transitions and how we can, you know, um, I, I would like to share with you some principles for, for transition because I've learned it, you know, myself several times in my life and I, I know that, that, that there are, will be some more transitions in my life, but there are some basic principles that we can learn from the Word of God and then from our own experience. So that's not, you know, some, some explanation about, you know, apocalyptics and the, you know, uh, what the right front leg of that white horse means. You know, I'm not trying you to give some, some uh, sophisticated uh, teaching, okay? It's very practical and uh, from our life. Okay, first of all, 
how we can go through transition. First of all, you've got to be willing to enter it, to, to enter in. Be willing to enter in. Isaiah 43, 19. What God has for us, really, you know, his good intentions, his plans, his future, it doesn't fall on, on us automatically. It doesn't just automatically come into our life because otherwise all of us would be prosperous and blessed and, you know, and then have a good life. Uh, and and uh, by the way, the word prosper uh, in, in, in Hebrew is the word shalom. When God is speaking about you, he's not only thinking about your material possessions, you know, and being on welfare. He's thinking about every, all parts of your life and uh, foremost, uh, your inside, you know, condition, what, you, what you're coming through, your, your peace and your well-being, your security, your safety. And then, of course, it has the outside effects as well. But what Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And the, uh, in, in Russian translation it says, Don't you want to perceive it? God is making a new, new things in our life. And oftentimes God is intending and he says, I, I, I have my plans. But you've got to be willing. You've got to be open. And you, uh, as Jesus said in the, in the, on the Sermon on the Mountain, that blessed are, are poor in spirit and blessed are hungry those who are hungry for the righteousness. Because you, if you are satisfied, you go home empty, empty-handed. If you come to church, if you come to your, 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 your prayer time, if you come to your uh, family, you know, just already fulfilled and satisfied, self-sufficient, you will go uh, back empty-handed. But if you're hungry, Lord, I want to know, I want to see, and want, I want, I'm, I'm eager to receive what you have for me. And the, when you come, and, and you, if you feel that you are coming through change in your life, or a change is, is coming your way, you've got to be willing to open up yourself for God's plan. God, I want to seek you in a new way, to, to open up what you have for me. Secondly, secondly, if, you, if you're facing temptations and you, if you're facing changes in your life, you will be tempted and you will be tested. When you come to the crossroads, uh, James 1 says, 4 and 5, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. When you come to the time of change, oftentimes it's a narrow place. It's very uncomfortable. It's, um, oftentimes you're being tempted to make a wrong turn. Oftentimes you, you're being tempted to go in the wrong direction or react in the wrong way. Maybe you have been mistreated. You know, situation changes. Sometimes, oftentimes, it, you, your surrounding changes, you know, your circumstance changes. Maybe it's a change in the, in the relationship. Uh, some, some break-offs uh, happen, or people betray you. Or, or things happen. Sometimes it, it, it can be difficult, it becomes difficult. Uh, uh, Apostle Paul says, we had fears inside, and we have been attacked from the outside. And we, you know, we've been trembling. So, when you, have, when you go through the change in your life, you go through the narrow place of change. It's a place of transition. And you're being 
uh, tempted and you're being tested by, at the same time. Tell me, please, who is tempting us? The enemy, right. Satan does, and he is using our flesh to do that, right? Our lusts and our, you know, what our, what our flesh wants to hold on to. Maybe you, you, our flesh is holding on to the comfort zone, you know, or security, safety that we had in the previous place. Uh, maybe it, it, it's uh, in, in uh, Corinthians 10, Paul describes five different temptations that, uh, you know, uh, Israelites were coming through rebellion. They were tempting the Lord. You know, they, they were, uh, uh, they were uh, hungry for lust and for adultery, you know, and uh, fornication, sexual uh, temptations, different uh, things, you know, and every one of us has his, his own, you know, issues. So our, my flesh is, you know, craving, craving for one thing and maybe yours for another thing. But you're being tempted to make a wrong turn. But at the same time, at the same point, you're being tested. And you're being tested by the Lord. And James 1 says, when you are being tempted and you come through test in a proper way, you will be crowned with the crown of life. See the verse 12. You will be crowned if you're coming through temptations and tests in the right way. So in, at the same point, you can go at, make a turn and uh, you, if you yield to, to, to temptation, you go in the wrong direction and you go downward. But at the same point, if you, if you make a right choice by being tested, your, your face produces patience. And your, your patience makes you uh, complete or mature. You're growing up. You're making right, right decisions. You decide to, to do, react in the right way. You decide to submit yourself to the Lord. You decide to not to follow your, your, your own desires. And you decide to, to seek the Lord and follow His path you know, and react His way. You will go up. So that's a critical point, and it's not up to the Lord to determine where you will be. It's up to you. So resist the temptation and, and uh, stand the test. Stand the test. And uh, uh, the next one which I would uh, suggest to you is plow the follow ground. Plow the follow ground. That's, that's the core of my message. Jeremiah 1, uh, Jeremiah 4, 3 and 4. So Jeremiah 4, 3 and 4. How we can enter into a new, when you come through to the transition experience, I, I, call, it, I call it corridor experience, you know, like, uh, like hallway experience. If you want to move from one room to another, you know, from your living room to, to your bedroom, uh, like that's where your life was before, you know, living room. And now you, you're going to move to another space. But when you're going through, you know, you're going through the hallway, hallway is not a nice place to live in, Okay. Nowhere to sit or lay down or sleep or eat, you know, it's discomfortable. So you're going through this transition period and you, I don't know, uh, am I preaching to a choir or not? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? When you're coming in your life and you, f you feel disturbance, you feel discomfort, you don't know what's going on, Lord. I, you know, I've been here and now I'm, not, I'm in nowhere I, and I'm not, don't go, I don't know where, where I'm going to. So this is the uh, hallway experience. And, 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 but it's very important in that space and that time, start to plow new grounds. Start to plow new ground. Jeremiah 4 says, this, this is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and to Jerusalem. Break up your unplowed ground. 
and do not sow among thorns. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns. And Hosea 10, 12 says, Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. When we are in a time of change, in a time of transition, in a, in a, at the crossroads in our life, God is calling us to plow new grounds. And the, what the unplowed grounds means, fallen grounds, it, it means the uh, ground that was never plowed before. And if you, you know, have any idea of our agriculture, you understand it's not an easy thing to do. It's not something that was plowed the, uh, last year and the previous years. That's absolutely new ground, and you have to break it. And, and Jesus said, if you put your, your, your hands on a plow, you've got to work hard and not to turn back or sideways because you will not be successful. You've got to be very determined to plow the ground. And the, that's the new territory in your life. You haven't been there. Your plow haven't been there before. That new ground should be plowed, you know, and, and you should open up new ground. That's what I believe the Lord is speaking to us, you know, like prophetically for this time, for this season. I mean spiritually for the church in America. But when you come in your life, when you're coming through, 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 this, through this crossroads, transition time, start to plow new grounds. And, and the, it's, uh, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? First of all, it says, break up your unplowed ground. You have some unplowed ground. First of all, you're plowing the grounds inside of you. There are things and spaces in our hearts that haven't been plowed before. There are things in our lives, in our character, in our, in, in, in our, inside of our hearts that we have to plow. And uh, that's, that's where everything starts. You don't just go ahead and run around and change your circumstances, you know, and connect to the right people just trying to figure out how it will happen. The, the change begins begin from the inside. And, Jerem and the Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13, that's what also Pastor quoted today. When God says, I have good plans for you, to prosper you, to give you hope, to give you future. And he, he continues and he says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you will seek me with all of your heart. So when you plowing, you, you, what, what plowing your heart means, you start to seek the Lord for this new phase of your life, or maybe of your marriage, or maybe of your, uh, you know, for your, for your ki kids, or maybe for your ministry, or maybe for your business. You, you, you've got to seek the Lord in a new way. And you've got to be determined. And the Lord will... He, he, he gives us a promise. I will be found by you. If you will seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. You will find me. Every time. He, he, is, not, he is not playing hide and seek with us. Amen. Amen. And he is not that pagan bell, you know, that's where you were crying and, you know, piercing themselves and being, you know, streaming with blood, not being able to get through to, to their God. And Elisha said, you know, guys, just cry louder. Maybe he's in the bathroom. Maybe he's in the restroom. Maybe he, he's gone on vacation. You know? He, you know, he's out of his office. No. No. When you cry out to him, and God, I want to find you. And you know what? 
you will find God in a new way. You will not find another God, you will find the same God, but from another facet. You will see different facets of his character. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and he will open himself up to you in a new way. And Bible is full of the examples. When Abraham was coming, you know, and through different experiences and the different trials, and th God was opening up to him in another, from another, another way every time. As a God of, of, uh, of uh, uh, testament, you know, testament, zavet, covenant, sorry, covenant. God of the covenant. He was opening and, and describing how he acts in this, in this way. Moses, when he came to the burning bush, he discovered God in absolutely new way. He was in the time of transition. He was shepherding the, the flocks before, you know, sheep, that all he saw for the uh, last 40 years, hello? <laughs> and, he, trying, and it, it takes uh, quite an experience to, uh, you know, be transferred in a new, uh, new area of your life. So God showed him up and he said, I am who I am. And he, oh, he, he discovered God for himself. And then it, was, it made him able to step into a new phase of his life. David was asking the Lord and, you know, running to the, to, the, to the tabernacle every time he was in danger or he was in the challenge. You know, he, when he was not only as a king, Philistines came you know, full, with full force to fight against him. So he was seeking the Lord and God told him, I will give them into your hand. Go ahead, fight them. And he was fighting in the uh, valley of Rephaim and he renamed that uh, valley in the valley of uh, Baal Peretzim, which means God of the breakthrough. God of the breakthrough. So his greatest challenge, the, the valley of Rephaim, which means valley of giants, was renamed in the valley of God of the breakthrough. He opened up for himself as a God of the breakthrough. Your greatest challenges can be turned into the greatest breakthroughs in your life. So it's very important to seek the Lord and he will manifest himself. And when I said uh, about the Paul, he was frightened. He was, you know, fearful inside and attacked from the outside. And says, we had, we had, the, uh, we had the verdict to be killed. You know, we, 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 uh, we thought we will die. We will not make it. But when we, he said, but God, God of all comfort and Father of all consolation, he strengthened us. He never described God in such a way before. But his tribulation opened up for himself, opened God's character of compassion and consolation and support. And he said, with the same compassion now, we are able to comfort you. What God is producing in your life makes you able to give it a much more rich way to, to, for other people later. Amen. So, in our life, you know, we've got through some uh, valleys, through some, you know, uh, valley experiences and the uh, holy experiences. And, for example, when we, when we just adopted uh, our uh, fourth child, uh, Mark, um, it was uh, 2011. It was, you know, it was, we were happy because we got a new uh, kid in our family and uh, we gave him a new life, actually, because we, we have taken him from the that part of Ukraine which is, uh, has war now, you know. I don't know what would happen to him if he would stay there. But, but we, uh, we were not actually well prepared for that. And that year was the most, uh, most uh, um, 
tearful, I would say, tearful in our lives. It was valley of tears, okay? <laughs> valley of tears in our lives, in our relationships with my wife. And uh, we were tested and they, did we do the right thing? How do we cope with that? How do we adjust? You know, how we were learning uh, to build another level of relationships in, in our marriage. So we've been tested to the core. And it was not pleasant experience. I wouldn't like to go through that year again, <laughs> okay? But, but it made something inside of us. It changed our relationships. It changed our, you know, our attitude toward orphans and toward you know, this, uh, uh, children from uh, dysfunctional families. It changed our attitude toward other people and made myself more sensitive to other people's pains and the, you know what they are coming through. So uh, when we like last three years we were coming through church transition and uh, we had some hiccups, you know, and uh, bumps in the road, quite quite uh, big. But uh, again, it was transition time, and I had to adjust how to react to these, uh, you know, the, uh, this kind of people who just leaving the church, being there to 10, 15. 18 years and just not saying goodbye, just leaving the church and never coming back. You know, people who are uh, doing gossip and backbiting and so forth and so forth. What do I do about that? And the, how, you know, how do I react to the challenges? Who am I? Am I in the right spot? You know, what God has for us? And it just, it tests you again and it makes you to run to the Lord and make Him to work with you. And someone said, when pastor gets into the wine press, the uh, church or, you know, the, yeah, the church uh, enjoys the juice, you know, the grape juice, okay? <laughs> so so uh, uh, when, you, when you are getting through the, uh, under the press, you're being pressed and you're juiced, you know. And, uh, uh, but it's so important to seek the Lord at that time. If you're not seeking the Lord, you will not make it. Because in your flesh, you cannot stand the challenge and temptation. Most, most definitely you will make the wrong turn. So, seek the Lord, and He will open Himself up in a new way to you, because He promised that. Amen. And Jeremiah says, uh, in, uh, Jeremiah 4, 4 says, when he says, plow new grounds for yourself, and don't sow among thorns. And then he says, circumcise yourself, yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts you people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Every change in our life transition requires cleansing. God prunes every fruitful branch for it to produce even more fruit, right? And uh, if you submit to that, cleansing should happen. Circumcision. And uh, it's not pleasant. And often and everyone, everyone has his own issues and challenges. But if if you are entering the transition time in your life, maybe you're coming through transition, some challenges or changes in your life, open up and say, God, change me. Whatever you want, whatever has to leave my life, show me. What's, whatever has to come into my life, bring it in. And the, first of all, it deals with our character and our you know, motives and our hearts. That's very, very important. Maybe it's immorality. Maybe it's unclean motives and it is being checked in, under the fire. You know, maybe it's relationships and, and so forth, so forth. So God is working on us. And then it's outside plowing. 
outside cloud. When you're plowing inside, it, it's your, about your hearts. But what, uh, what about outside plowing? When you're coming to transition period of your, of your life, start to pray about your future. Plow new grounds. When you pray in the spirit, you know, do you play, guys? Do you guys play um, uh, Warcraft, war, warships, uh, like game when you, when you play it, you know, when you have like uh, 10 by 10 uh, battleship? Yeah, battleship. Do you play it? How, how many of you do know what I'm talking about? It's a battleship game. Okay, so what do you say when you uh, take it, you know, shoot, you know, and you give the coordinates? What do you say if you missed it? Missed, okay. What do you say if you hit it? Head. Okay. So it can be, you can kill it or you can just wound it or, or, or you know, right? Yeah, so uh, when, when we are praying with our own understanding, that's how like battleships game. You may hit it or you may miss it, you know. <laughs> but we, when, when, you're, when you're praying in the spirit, when you're praying in the spirit, you're hitting it every time. Every time, every time. And it's just you're nailing it. So it's very important, especially when you don't know what you pray about. And then, you know, Paul says, if you don't know, just pray in the Spirit. He knows the heart of the Father. He knows God's mysteries for your life. And he intercedes for the saints according to God's will. So pray deep and not just blah, blah, blah. You know, but pray deep and dig out God's wealth. Because God, then the Holy Spirit brings you the understanding. What are you praying about? And brings you some revelations, you know, what uh, gives you interpretation of your own, of your own prayer tongues. And uh, you, you dig and so plow and uh, pray and, uh, about your new grounds and sow new seeds. God will give you the scriptures, about God, will, God will give you the promises, God will give you the, the understanding that you have to apply to, uh, you know, for your new uh, ground. You have to sow new seeds in the new ground. In, in, in uh, Timothy, God said to him, well, fight according to the prophecies that we are giving to you. You've got to uh, have them and keep them and use them as David used, you know, fighting the Goliath, like the stones. Okay, so I'm finishing. Can somebody come and play, please? Uh, thank you, Rachel. Uh, so I, I believe, I believe that God has something new for, you know, maybe you're coming through a transition point in your life and we will be praying now. Uh, in your, in your life, maybe in your health, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your, in your ministry, maybe in your business. I believe, but I believe God is calling us as a church. I believe that God is calling the church in uh, America to plow new grounds, to plow new grounds, break up some new fallow grounds. I, I know that, you know, it was not stable. And United, Nation, United uh, States were founded on the on foundation of God's principles, you know, initially. And it was good foundation, good seeds, you know, good roots. And over the years, you know, especially the last 50 years, some, you know, bad decisions were made, some bad choices, bad, bad turns were made, you know. God was removed from the schools, and the, some bad choices were made. In, in the, uh, and God, God's kingdom, it looked like it's, losing its ground, you know, in the in, in United States. And bad choices were made, bad seeds were sown. And right now it was like, you know, bad harvest coming up and you're dealing with a lot of things, you know, in people's lives, in morals, in culture. And uh, that's a reality. That's, it's, we, we have the same in Ukraine. But, but I, I believe God is giving 
not just a chance. God is giving a new turn for U.S. He is not done with America yet. And he is not done with American churches yet. It's not going to be just humanistic, you know, uh, dying out uh, church. God is giving new challenge. And he's saying, I want you to plow new grounds, break up new grounds. And it's a time of revenge. It's a time to take back some territories, but also to go to some new territories that God has. Completely new generation has risen up. And I, I mean, I mean physically, you know, age-wise. So you've got to take that generation and to win them for the Lord. And that's what God is, God is calling you to. Be, be bold and uh, plow new grounds, break up new grounds, and uh, uh, sow new seeds, and uh, lift up your eyes, as, he, as Jesus said to his disciples at the well. And he said, uh, look, the harvest is white and ripe. You've got to go and have it and, and gather it. Amen.